Howdy do. Oh yeah, I'm back. Back for more fun and frolic. Lee Jackson here, America's finest watchman. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Where you been? Oh, I got so much to tell you. Oh my god, I got so much to tell you. Okay, so um last episode I told you I was looking at Jaeger Lacultras. And I found these watches called Jaeger LaCultra Club. And I mentioned that there were a lot of them and they were ranged the gamut from inexpensive all the way up to two, three thousand bucks. And it's kind of reminded me kind of like a Seiko because it was utilitarian. It had two wheels, one that said the day next to the date, you know, like that little long strip they have around three o'clock, four o'clock. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting watch. Never seen it before. And I said I was going to investigate, and I did. So I saw a few, and I ended up getting one. And I don't think I paid more than like two fifty, which is really cheap. But then I did a bunch of research, and here's what I found. Um, the one that I got says LaCoultra on the inside of the case and the movement. It's a 17-joule automatic movement. Didn't look like a really good movement to me. Look like a run-of-the-mill movement. And it had a really cool light blue dial, kind of a starburst-looking dial, really cool. And then I get an email from the seller, and he says something to the effect of, we messed up your dial. There's a spot now at 7 o'clock. And what do you want to do? And I looked at the picture, and, yep, they messed up the dial at the very bottom around 7 o'clock. There was paint missing. And you would see it. And I thought, hmm, I don't like this. So I said, I like blue because it was blue. What other blues do you have? And the guy was real nice. So he sent me some pictures. He sent me one that um, was kind of a dark medium blue. It was okay. It was kind of plain. And just a solid blue, Jaeger LaCultra Club, it says. And I, when I was looking and doing research, I learned a couple of things. Number one, the Jaeger LaCultra Club, some of them actually say Jaeger LaCultra on the case and the movement, but different guys selling it. So if I had my druthers, that's the one I would have. Then there's also, it goes from 17 joules. I saw a 25 joule too. And then when it gives you the caliber, it's, I think it's a 916 AS. And if you don't know what that means, AS is a shield. And A-Shield was the company that made most of the movements for less expensive pieces, watches, until ETA came along, ETA. A-Shield was it. And I was always under the impression that their movements were absolute crap. But uh, my watchmaker said, no, they're not bad. So these have an A-Shield movement. So what I think they are was Jaeger LeCoultre's answer to a less expensive mass market kind of watch. Now, remember, Jaeger LaCultra was not really used here, the name. So I didn't, never saw them under LaCultra. But they're a cool-looking watch. They're like a sport watch. They're not dress. They're kind of big cases. Some are automatic. There's I saw a few that were manual, but they have a nice look. They say Jaeger LaCultra with the real logo right on the dial. Some of them I even saw had the Jaeger LaCultra uh, crown. And there's all different ones. So what these guys are doing, I guess, in India is they're finding these things by the carload because they got tons of them. 
and they're fixing them up and selling them. Now, while I was looking around, I saw them going all the way up to 2000 and above for the same thing. So if you could pick one up pretty cheap, it looks really nice. It faces up nice. Yes, it looks more 70s looking. Some of the ones they did, like the plain ones, don't look as much 70s because the 70 ones have some really strange markers and stuff on the dial. It makes it gives it that 70s look, which I like. So I'm fine with it. But uh, I would definitely recommend taking a look at that. It's a Jaeger LeCoultre Club. Now, I don't know what that means, but it looks more like a Seiko from that period to me than a Jaeger LeCoultre. But it still looks nice enough to be a Jaeger LeCoultre. And the name is there. And this is one of those good uh, occurrences where the spread is so good that it's worth getting. Because I'm telling you, if this, if they weren't putting them out, you could just sell this thing for a lot more money. And maybe down the line, when they all disappear, there's no more running around, you would be able to do that. So I like Jaeger LaCulture anyhow, so I picked it up. So I'm waiting on it. Won't be here for a couple of months or at least a month. But I told the guy what I wanted. I picked a different dial, a nice blue, kind of a starburst dial with really weird looking, <clears throat> excuse me, really weird looking markers. But they're large. They're like 38 to 40 millimeter watches. They're not small. They're not dress. Big, heavy stainless steel case. Screw on back. Uh, don't know if the crown, I don't think the crown is a screw down crown, but look like a nice watch. You know, and it said, yeah, beautiful Jaeger the culture and script on the dial. I mean, it's a killer looking piece. So what if it doesn't have a, a real Jaeger LeCoultre movement? In that period, they probably were buying movements for their less expensive line. Because even though it was Jaeger LeCoultre, they still probably had different price points. And this would have been one of their more one of their more modest price points, I can tell just by looking at this. But it's still nicely made. So maybe you want to think about it. Okay, so enough for that. I'll keep you posted what goes on with it. Because when I get it, I, <clears throat> I'll check it out really carefully. I started thinking this week that maybe I'm leaving out a lot of people and how you may ask, well, there's, if you look at all the other wristwatch shows that are out there on podcasts, most of them are talking about newer watches coming out, you know, the new this and the new that, and they're very expensive. These watches, they're not cheap. <clears throat> My whole thing. Now this doesn't, this has nothing to do with me selling on TV. Because when I was selling on TV, and when I do sell on TV, I sell everything all the way up to 100 grand. So I have expensive watches. Doesn't mean that I would buy them personally. My personal fun in doing this, other than selling them and showing them and being excited about them, is that I try to find watches that are a really good value, really good deal. I don't want to pay full price. I don't want to pay near list. I don't even want to pay half. And I told you my rule of thumb. Half of list or less. That's it. I'm not going above that if I can help. it. Now, if I wanted to buy a new watch like we talked about, yeah, you know, if I could get 10 or 20 or 30 off, great. But that's not what I do for myself. For me, the whole fun is picking up a watch and bringing it back and not paying through the nose. But by me talking about what I like and what I want to do, I may be leaving a lot of you out. And I really don't want to do that. <clears throat> So I decided, what about people that want to spend a lot of money on watches? I'm leaving that whole market to kind of falter because I'm not talking about it. I'm only talking about 
you know, a thousand to three thousand dollar watches. What about a hundred thousand? What about two hundred thousand? What about really, really expensive watches? Because there are people buying them every day. And I'm not one of them, but that doesn't mean anything. I sold a lot of very expensive watches to very happy customers over the years. And people do like it. So I decided today that I would spend some time looking at expensive watches. We can always go back to <clears throat> my kind of watches, you know, what I would want and what I would pay. That's different. But let's take a break and look at some expensive stuff. So what I did was I went out and I looked at some expensive paddocks. Now, there is a paddock online that is a million dollars. That's what they want, a million dollars. I know it sounds insane. So here's the deal. It's a Paddock Philippe Nautilus. It's got a, the ugliest green dial I've ever seen. Looks like a, uh, like louvers. And then it's got baguettes around the bezel, and they look pretty good size. It's stainless steel, no less, for a million dollars. Can you believe this? So let's get a handle on some of these expensive ones. Why is it so expensive? Okay, well, it's got... Uh, three and a half carats of 32 internally flawless top Wesselton baguette cut diamonds. Why they think that this is worth a million dollars, I do not know. But it's brand new box papers and everything. I don't know what the list is, but they're asking a million bucks. Now, what's a Nautilus? It's an automatic sport watch by Patek Philippe. And I don't even like I don't even like the green dial. I think, I, you know, I don't like green. <clears throat> Years ago, somebody said to me, green, the only thing good about green is money. That's it. Green is not anything worthwhile. Okay, so let's keep going. The next one I see is a, and the reason I didn't want to talk that much about the Nautilus for a million dollars, because I don't think it's worth anywhere near that. But this one may be worth closer. This one's not $898,995 unworn. Now this is a this is a really good watch. This is a Patek Philippe Nautilus. It has a chronograph built in, really cool piece, and it's got diamonds everywhere. Diamonds on the bezel, diamonds on the band, diamonds in between the band. I mean, you you can't believe how many diamonds are here. So let's see. Uh, reasonable offers accepted. So they're not really looking for nine hundred thousand dollars. It's absolutely beautiful. It's eighteen karat rose gold. Uh, factory diamond bezel. It has a stunning black gradient dial with rose gold baguette diamond hour markers and rose gold luminous hands. So this is big. It's 48, 44, excuse me, by 38 and a half. Uh, it's got a flyback chronograph, which is very expensive. It's got a caliber 28, 520C movement, rhodium plated. Got all kinds of stuff. 35 joules, 327 components, shock absorber mechanism. Uh, it's pretty nice. Is it worth 900 grand? Uh, I don't think so. But uh, for someone that's, you know, for someone that's got millions or billions, what the hell's, what the hell? They're willing to spend it. Okay, so that is like a super president covered in diamonds. I mean, covered. So next up would be an Aquanaut, which I actually like. Um, I don't understand this one. This one's 900,002, and I do not see, it's got a rubber strap, stainless steel. It says advanced research, Aquanaut, whatever that means. So let's figure it out. 
Let's see, why is this thing worth so much money? It's a special edition, 500 made and sold out. It's an Aquanaut Travel Time Advanced Research. Uh, this is the only one that's available sealed, untouched. Case size 40.8 millimeters, 18 karat white gold. It has a blue rubber strap. It's automatic. Yeah, I don't understand what uh, what's the deal though. I, no, it doesn't explain what it means. It's some kind of limited edition that nobody has, but is it worth 900,000? Not to me. But like I've always said, there's people that'll buy it. Here's another one. Same guy. He's got a Nautilus in with a, this is a Nautilus, 18 karat white gold, which is their sport watch also. Um, and it's brand new. They want 800,000. I mean, some of these prices are absolutely amazing. Okay, here's a nice one. Patek Philippe Grand Complication White Gold Dial Watch. And this is a very cool piece. This has got a lot going on. It's very complicated. So let's see if I can explain this, what it's doing. Because it's a regular dress watch, but it's got a really nice dial. But it doesn't stand out very much. It's got the screwed lugs, screwed pins in the lugs. It's got a... Oh, I see. It's a triple date. What the hell's that other window up there? February. That's weird. Hmm. I got to figure this out. I don't know exactly what's going on here. It's got a window for the day. It's got a window for the month. It's got moon phase. And it has an, another window that says one in it. I don't know what that means. And then it's got one to 31, an inner dial like it goes about three quarters of the inside of the dial in a semicircle. It's got a white face with very low key applied silver numbers or white gold numbers. So they don't, they don't pop. It's a very low key watch. They want $726,000. Yeah. It's called a grand complication. Let's see what it does. Uh, it's got a self winding caliber. It goes 48 hours. It doesn't really, no, it doesn't really explain what it is. Time for us to take a break. Uh-oh, we got to take a break. I don't want to take a break, but I think we got to. Okay, Kitty, so um, I hope this is exciting. I didn't want to leave all the expensive people out, so we're going to do some more when I come back. Be right back. Okay, so there's our break. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. This is the doctor of craziness who goes crazy for watches. Yeah, I've been having fun with that uh, Jaeger LeCulture deal. Okay, so all I'm seeing pretty much in paddocks is all Nautilus in solid gold, covered in diamonds, 300,000, 500,000. What is this one? This is a really nice one. Moon. Sky, moon, celestial, and platinum. 44 millimeters. Oh, it's beautiful. So it's really big. This has got all kinds of things. Now, this is worth money. It's got two crowns. It's a big, heavy, round platinum watch. Gorgeous blue dial. Looks like a lapis lazuli dial. It's got 1 to 31 on the outside chapter ring, which is your date. Then it also has 
looks like uh, the sky with the stars in it. And it says east, west, north, south. So I don't exactly know what this is doing, but it's like uh, a Ulysses Nardine where it's got the planets and all that stuff. And that's kind of cool. Let's see what it says. It's 44 millimeters, so it's huge. It just came out. Um, speaks for itself. Love it. They want it for 389000 or make an offer. Okay. <clears throat> uh, it was introduced at the Basel Fair. <clears throat> it depicts the night sky as it appears over Geneva, Switzerland. It utilizes a system rotating sapphire plates, which turn to different speed and are layered to reproduce the relationships of the various celestial bodies at various times. The watch also indicates moon phase. Paddock Philippe reports calculating 25 trillion ratio combinations to arrive at the most accurate possible system for measuring the movement of the stars. Wow. Pretty cool. 44 millimeters, 10 millimeters thick. Um, it's all engraved. It's got a sapphire crystal front and back. So you have a glass back. Crown at 2 o'clock sets the time. Crown at 4 o'clock is setting the astronomical display. It has <clears throat> a Patek Philippe caliber 240 with 45 jewels and 30, 301 individual hand-finished parts. Every tooth on every gear was hand-polished on a rotating hardwood disc. Production is very low. It's got a platinum case. It's beautiful. It's really pretty. Now, this is for somebody that really cares about the orbit of the moon and where the planets are and all that. I mean, it's very cool. Is that for me? It's too much. I think it, the watch itself to look at is beautiful. If this was a watch that was reasonably priced, I'd say get it. It's gorgeous. But this is for some that's very scientific oriented. Not for me. You know, if I just want to get the time and a few other things, that's enough. You're going to pay through the nose. Here's another one like it for $369,000. Here's another one like it for three fifty. dollars So there's a bunch of them running around. A few, I should say. Um, I'm getting into 300,000. I'm still seeing all Nautiluses <clears throat> and some of these. Here's a perpetual calendar. This is 300,000. This is pre-owned at 300,000, by the way. It is a large watch, black dial, three register chronograph. Let me see. Is it a chronograph? It, it's a it's got everything. This watch, it's got baguettes around the bezel. It's got diamonds on the lugs. It's got, geez, it's got a million windows. It's got the day, the month, the date is a register. Then there's two other windows. Don't ask me what they're doing. And then it's a three register chronograph on top of it or two, reg two register, I think two register chronograph on top of that. So this is absolutely stunning. The problem I have with it is it's pretty plain. It's just a black and white dial. Um... Yep. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Really beautiful watch. Very fine me mechanics on it. My God. You imagine it does all these things mechanically. It's amazing. I mean, this dates back to the 1600s, all this stuff. That's when these all started making um, watches. Of course, they were pocket watches and clocks back then, but this is where it all comes from. And then you see the newer things that are battery driven and they're absolute cock-a-doodle-doo compared to this kind of stuff. Just, just not the same. Sorry to tell you that, <coughs> but it's not. So, um, I don't know. This is 
here's a beauty. Here's an absolute beauty. $289,000. Now, this is me. It's a stepped case. Patek Philippe tank. Looks like it's curved. My God, what does this thing? It is gorgeous with a salmon color dial. It's a 10-day tourbillon. It's platinum. Holy mackerel. $289. Absolutely stunning. There's a power indicator, subsidiary second seconds above, subsidiary seconds dial above six o'clock. It's a super exclusive ran, Royal Grand complication from Patek Philippe. Absolutely gorgeous. I'd like to see the back on it. It's gorgeous. Looks like some, yeah, it's a glass back. You can see the movement. Oh my God. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a big tank. Looks like it has a little curve to it. It's got paddock. Yeah, it does have a little curve to it. And it's very Art Deco looking. Very, the design is very streamlined. It's just gorgeous. See, now that, that I would go for. Yes, that I would go for. Believe it. Not for that money, though. Too much. I'm sorry. I can't see sp <laughs> spending that kind of money. But that's me. And I'm trying to just do paddocks because we don't have that much time left. Here's a Grand Complication Chrono 279. Here's a Chronograph. Just a Chronograph in gold. $275,000. And this looks like any good Chronograph. Yes, it says paddock. But it's a plain white dial. Flat pushers. Two register Chrono. Why are there so much money? Let's take a look. I mean, if you want a paddock. I look at the bottom of the the bottom of everything because I figure, how do you get into a paddock without spending an arm and a leg? And that's the way you do it. But if you want to spend the money, there are beautiful, beautiful options you can have. This is a 530J jumbo chronograph, which has an 18 karat yellow gold case, 36 and a half millimeter, which is perfect for me. It's got a 13 inch, 13 line caliber movement. Uh, the strap width is 21 and a half. Oh, this was made in 1946. Looks brand new. Yeah, I didn't even know. This movement was from 1937 to 1962. Yeah, there's not a lot of these around. That's why they're trying to get this kind of money because it's quite a rare piece. Um, but is it worth it? No, I don't think it is. Here's another one, 1952. Same thing, 270,000. Same guy. Now, do you want newer or do you want older? That's the whole question. Now, where did the rest of them go? Ah, okay, because I want to move down and look for a little bit less expensive. And then we'll do paddocks on this episode. And the next episode, we'll look at something else. All right, here's a killer piece. Two, $250,000. This is modern. Oh, this is gorgeous. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Oh my God. This is beautiful. It's a big 18 karat rose gold. It's got so many buttons. It's got, oh my gosh, it's got about six buttons on the dumb thing. It's got three pushers. Even the crown has a pusher. It has day. It has month. It has date, moon phase. And it's a two register chrono with a glass back. Gorgeous. I mean, everything on this watch is hand finished. It is just so gorgeous. Now, what is it worth or what does it list for? That is a very good question. Let's see if I can figure this out. It's just gorgeous. It's 40 millimeter, three body case, fluted and curved lugs, concave bezel. Everything's polished. It's just beautiful. 
I mean, how much more do I have to say? It's a perpetual calendar, twin column wheel chronograph movement, a rhodium plated, uh, 34 jewels, 12 bridges, 496 components. See, now that's important. How many pieces make up this movement? Remember, when you take this in for service, every one of those pieces has to come apart and get cleaned. So you're talking about a lot of money to work on one of these. I mean, if you buy it, it's like when people buy a Rolls Royce and they can't afford $10,000 for a brake job or whatever it is. It's like, why did you buy it in the first place? You couldn't afford it. And that's the point. You're going to pay more. Absolutely. Um, if you wind this watch daily, it has a perpetual calendar. Now, what that means is not only does it have day, date, and all that, but it knows when there's a leap year. It knows automatically how many days are in each month. You don't have to reset it like you do on a regular calendar. You hit, you know, there's 29 or 30 days in the month, and yours says uh, it goes to the first of the next month, and yours says the 28th or the 29th, and you have to physically manually go in and change it. You do not have to do it with this if you keep it running. You would not have to reset this until uh, February 28th, 2100. Not amazing. But remember, this is a watch you must keep wound because to set these things is a real chore. I mean, there's all kinds of little buttons I can see around the bezel to set this bugger. And you got to have a little tool to push those little buttons in. And then if you don't wind it and you have to reset it again, you're going to be pulling your hair out. I'm telling you, it is not fun. Not at all fun. So what I would recommend if you bought something like this is either wear it every day, which I don't think is practical. Besides the fact it's 18 karat rolls gold, it's going to scratch real easy. So you don't want to wear it when you're doing leisure things or working on things. It's more of a dress watch, even though it's kind of in between. Uh, I would get a winder. That's the only thing you can do. You get a winder, you put it on your winder and let it wind every day. And then you don't have to worry about it. It's a very cool watch. It's just gorgeous. I mean, that's, I'm not going to say worth $250,000, but it's beautiful. So mostly I'm seeing Nautiluses in the higher end. I see some Aquanauts. Here's another perpetual calendar. Uh, very similar to what I just said, the one I just talked about, except this one's square. And they want $200,000 for it. Here's another one just like it, $200,000 plus. Here's that Celestial one again for $218,000. I just want to see if there's anything different. Here's another one of those perpetual calendars in rose gold, 200,000. Here's a Nautilus that's completely iced out. 2,000 diamonds. Holy mackerel. So you know what these people do? They take a watch and they have diamond people that do all the setting and they buy the diamonds and they do it all themselves. Now the company that's selling this is a diamond company. So that tells me that this is not original from Paddock. This is from a diamond company that bought a Paddock and put a million diamonds on it themselves. Yeah, that's kind of where the way it's at. Now, I can read it and tell you. Uh, let's see. Uh, VVS diamonds. <clears throat> They're G-color. <coughs> VVS. Yeah, they're not affiliated with Paddock. We set diamonds on this watch. So what they do is they buy the watch and they have their craftsmen put all these diamonds. I'm telling you, this watch is solid diamonds. I don't know how many carats, but my, it says 25 carats. It's everywhere. Every single inch of this watch is 
iced out, the dial, the bezel, the case, the band, each individually set, every link of the bracelet has diamonds. So if you want to wear something that is going to stand out like you cannot believe, I mean, it is, it's gorgeous, but it's too much for me. I don't want to do that. It's too much, but it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. So if you want to get an iced out watch, man, they've got them. I'll tell you, they definitely, here's another one just like it. And this one is the same amount of money. And this is a yellow gold with covered in diamonds. The white gold looks more icy looking. The yellow looks different. Those are 200 grand. So you, there are companies like that. You could take a watch of them and say, ice it out for me. And they will charge you for the diamonds and the workmanship and all that. So you could do that if you really wanted it. I mean, not, it's not for me. Okay. So the last thing I'm going to talk about on paddocks is here's a world timer. Now they're famous for their world timers. And the way you can tell it's them right off the bat is the, our hand has a big round end on it. <clears throat> kind of like there was a, um, an Elgin anniversary watch that had that hand, but I know it when I see it on a paddock as a cloisonne dial in the very center, it's got the world and it's got all these cities in the chapter around it. And this one has a brick bracelet. Uh, really pretty. They want 189,000. Let's see what it's 39.5 millimeter, which is perfect. Um, let's see. It's got the world with the North pole. It just tells you what, where the time is anywhere in the country. And it came out a long time ago. They've been making these since I think the forties or fifties. They've been making a long, long time. And I don't want to read you all the particulars because we're just 